dead. Hello, hello, and welcome back to another episode of Craft Beer is Dead. I'm one of your hosts, Bree, the pint-sized traveler, accompanied by... Uh, Chris Face, we apparently are starting in an NPR fashion. Um, if you'll donate, uh, that'd be lovely. It's our sponsored listener drive. Um, That's not fair. You can do that. I can't. I feel up? like you have way better NPR radio voice than I do. I also started getting a little spitty at the end, so I started getting like <laughs> like ASMR kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. Those kind of freak me out. I don't want to talk about those yet. Well, I will say I kind of dig them because, <laughs> really? like, I don't know if I've got that because I guess it only ties into a certain percentage of the population. So if you watch it, you're like, "Ooh, tingles on the spine." Blah, blah, yeah, blah. I get it, but also I feel grubby and dirty and gross. I every- feel it's the per- I can't get past that. There's a person doing that. Yeah, you know, it's not just the sound. Like there's someone they're making it. They're just yeah. Anyway, <laughs> so yeah. welcome back. Um, this is a news episode yes (laughs) we are coming at you with the latest and greatest in craft beer Uh, i guess we will start with opening a craft beer uh, maybe if you want to open a craft beer yes uh we will um so this is from barntown um we were extremely fortunate enough to meet them when we were over at brownie fest um, and really, free the whales. Didn't we yeah. meet them there too? Uh, I think there was Little Cottage, the ones that were next to us. No, I know we met them, but oh, yeah, we met them there. The two, yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. sorry, I'm sorry. Because um, I walked up to him obnoxiously and was like, hey, I have that shirt. And then I, I walked away and I was like, yeah, you fucking dum-dum. They, they sent it to you. That guy knows you have it because he did that and it was a little embarrassing but you guys brought us back from it and made friends and it was pretty you heard great it here first boys and girls yeah. ay, ay, ay. uh no they were super cool um they were pouring across from us so like we were just trading beers all day um so we were fortunate enough to come back with a few of their tiki cocktail inspired uh gluten-free sours oh that's um, not the color i thought it was gonna be oh no it's kind of fun i was already looking at a picture of it so like a little surprise for you <laughs> Um, these guys are, are out of West Des Moines, um, Iowa, right? Des yep. Moines in Iowa. Yep. I'm so bad at geography. I'm I only so sorry, know that because town. of our friend Ellen. Um, oh yeah. She yeah. goes up there all the time. Yep. Um, but yeah, this one is a tiki cocktail inspired gluten-free sour with coconut, black currant, raspberry, and blackberry. You're sitting at 7.2%. Oh. Um, but yeah, they've got four packs of this available. Uh, they have a whole kind of series of them, too. They were kind enough to hook us up with some other ones. They've got the uh, Toes in the Water, uh, which is the coconut, banana, and pineapple. This one is the Ass in the Sand. Oh, wow. Uh, so go together like oh, peanut butter and jelly. fuck. Yeah? That's super good. Oh, oh yeah. Damn. No, seriously. It's cool because of the can is very, you know, typical tiki-style can. And then the color is just this popping plum purple pink like really pretty yeah it's plumple plumple yeah i would describe this as plumple you guys get it uh I but like yeah that. if you're ever up in that area um looks like they have a solid lineup of food beverages things like that they've got um, a lot of really cool sours as well as some traditional stuff they got a pastry sour with blueberry graham and milk sugar called blueberry love muffin oh and it's a gluten-free yeah this is uh um, yeah i'm assuming like the seltzer based kind of thing but yep. it's a smart way to go with that the iowa gold uh which is one of their core beers um 
golden ale, as well as a hazy IPA with real grapefruit called Groovy Ruby. So looking forward to kind of, you know, seeing more stuff from them and hopefully going up there soon and saying hi and checking things out. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. High up on the list. Faux show. Now that we have our beers involved, where do you want to start? Um, you want to go first? Sure. Why not? Uh, since this this podcast is essentially called, uh, what is Sam Adams doing? <laughs> we may as well fucking start there. Um <laughs> So I feel like every every time we do one of these, like I, I research news stories for beer and blah, blah, blah. And you can tell when like a brewery's done a press release, right? Yeah. So they're really, really hitting it hard. So like you'll see the same fucking story pop up from 12 different uh, news organizations and all that. Um, so they did uh, launch, I, f- I think it's their Utopias. Um, yeah, Utopias. Uh, they've been doing it for almost 30 years now. Um, but this one is one of the ones where like, it's the crazy high ABV, mm-hmm. um, and extremely expensive. So the suggested retail price is $240 for 25.5 or four ounce bottle. Um, it's pretty cool looking though too. Isn't like, it in like a metal kind of looking thing? It almost right? looks like a big giant, like boil kettle or mash yeah. or this, yeah. like the old German style ones. Mm-hmm. Um, but the big thing is that like a lot of the news organizations are running with, there's like Sand and Adams is beers so strong. It's illegal in 15 states. <laughs> And it is. Yeah. But also, it's like a really small, limited run. So, isn't that just saying more about the states than it is the beer? I, mean. I think so, too. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like, cool. I did have an Don't opportunity to try it years ago. Hmm. And, like, it's fun. It's complex. Did uh, you like it? I did not. No. I'll be honest. I respect it for what it was because, yeah. I mean, like, you're not getting that ABV without really hiking up certain things and being able to do certain processes that are technically demanding, which is cool. Um, but to me, like, the just the novelty was lost on me. Um, and how I will, long would it take to make that? It just kind of depends on how you're doing it. I mean, you can do like stage fermentations. I think they also use like champagne yeast and keep like doing multiple fermentation stages on it to get it that high up. Um, but with it being that way too, like there's a lot of interesting flavors that come out with something that high. Um, like what were a few that so to you me, knew? Yeah. Uh, super, super toffee, super, super raisiny fig, all those kind of really cool, fun, like malt profiles because it is like a really big malt forward beer. But I also got like a lot of the like autolysis, like leather, soy saucy, kind of all those kind of things going on. Oh, wow. Um, and I, you know, I, I will say like it almost seems like a novelty to make something like this. But at the same time, too, they, they do a solid version of what that could potentially be. Um, so it rides that line of like, it's a decent product. They do mm. well. Um, but I think most people are just buying it for like the like the oh shock God, value, yeah. the novelty kind of thing. Of and it, just so. to be able to bring it out at a party and be like, oh, you guys want to try some? Yeah, I mean, on uh, like this is from... Dick the, Swing. Yeah. <laughs> from CNN.com. Um, I was reading some of the things like... Uh, Jim Koch basically said, like, we pioneered the barrel aging and blending process of Utopias almost 30 years ago and continue that time-honored <laughs> tradition today. This guy hired a badass writer. Uh, <laughs> you know he's not just speaking that way. But now they, um, yeah, they uh, started in 2002 with this line. Um, they've increased in price over the years. In 2017, it was about 119 2019's was $10 more. And now it's upwards of, what was that, 240 I said earlier? Something like that. I don't yeah. know. You're going to spend a lot of money for it. That's it's cool, man. Wild. Like, everyone go in for it. Like, have a few ounces. Do your thing. Throw it at a bottle share. Everyone I would definitely shit. try it, obviously, if it was in front of me. But yeah. fuck no, would I buy it? I think I still have the bottle 
of the one that I tried. Oh, to. really? Because the guy was like, oh, are those cool? And just left. So I was like, all right, fucking Oh, awesome. my God. Yeah. You better grab that. That's a cool little bottle. Hell yeah. yeah. That's cool. That's cool. I bet you they even retail online just the empty bottle. Um, I'm going to go start an eBay account real quick. I'll be right back. <laughs> I bet you. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was the 10th anniversary of that one, too. So that was like the 2012 oh, edition. Oh, so it was like a milestone year, too? I bet you that goes for a yeah penny get at me everyone <laughs> if you guys are trying to collect get at me that's all i'm saying um speaking of boston beer um i believe we talked about last time um the market share dip in seltzers that they were experiencing having yeah. to basically like reline their entire investment aspect mm-hmm. of things um so now uh boston beer company shareholder filing deadline for a class action lawsuit hmm. uh so there's actually a class action lawsuit going on because they basically claim that uh, Boston Beer withheld information and stated that like the trends were going upwards, that the Truly brand was not performing poorly. Um, so that's stupid. Uh, yes and no. I mean, like if if they're asking, if they for, did, yeah, if they did, and that's what they're claiming they did. And coming off a pandemic year, so when they probably got those numbers sent to them, it was probably before that. No, could have been before that, but I mean, like. If we're talking pandemic stuff too, you could also argue that like was it higher? The during? pandemic should potentially help sales for them yeah. because I mean, truly, and White Claw are fucking everywhere. Um, and a lot, like I remember talking to a few friends within like some of the larger distribution networks around here, mm-hmm. and they said like, dude, they're all the on-premise teams were converted to off-premise because off-premise is up by like sixty percent. Hmm. People were just buying and going home and drinking. Yeah, I just think about a stadium, you know, just how much product they would go yeah. through, you know. That probably, yeah, that's a pretty decent percentage. For sure. <laughs> but I think also you you equate that and put it against something like a BOGO at a Publix for yeah, nine months during quarantine. Yeah. Like a lot of people, trust me, I'm sure someone out there right now is just like, yeah, I had a bit of a drinking problem during quarantine because <laughs> <laughs> like, no one was telling me to stop and I'm not, I was my own bartender, you know? <laughs> so. I was my own bartender. <laughs> yeah. You're not wrong. <laughs> so yeah. Um, Definitely keeping tabs on that. It looks like it's just kind of in the the introductory stages for that. Um, but there is a lawsuit on that whole operation. All right. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Indeed. I should probably be closer. <laughs> I was like what am I doing? two feet back. <laughs> you want me to keep going down this rabbit hole? Yeah, honestly. All right. So speaking of seltzers, um, the beer market has changed. We all know this. Yeah. Seltzers have become kind of a big name. We've talked about it like once or twice, I think. <laughs> Definitely not every episode. No big deal. Um, to the point where everyone's probably tired of hearing us talk about fucking seltzers or Sam Adams. But I bet you every single person is drinking seltzers and wants to know about Sam Adams. I'm sure so. they've all had at least one in the last week. Let's be honest. We're drinking one right now. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, even InBev is starting to get into the fact that they realize the game is changing. AB InBev explores $1.2 billion sale of German beer brands. This is according to Bloomberg.com. Anheuser-Busch InBev, uh, NV Chief Executive Officer Michael Dukuris. Dukuris? Dukuris. I'm going to go Dukuris. <laughs> is considering a sale of some German beer brands it has owned for decades as the world's largest brewer aims to prune less profitable businesses and trim debt. The brewers exploring the sale of labels such as Franz's Conner Weissbier, Hasselroder, and Spaten. Spaten is fucking dope. Um, and portfolio could fetch about 1 billion euros or $1.2 billion. People familiar with the matter said, asking not to be identified, discussing confidential information. Um, so a large portion of the 
the portfolio they have over in Europe, they're just looking to liquidize. Uh, shift away from Europe's largest beer producing country would signal that Dokaris, uh, three months into his job, is accelerating efforts to refocus the business amid demand for newer drinks such as seltzers. <laughs> Reducing the Budweiser's maker's presence in the fragmented German beer market would also help slim down the debt pile accumulated from a string of acquisitions by his predecessor, Carlos Brito, who Damn. I think we talked about uh, had left, um, I think, yep. about like last year, a year and a half ago, mm-hmm. including the $1 billion plus purchase of British brewer Saab Miller in 2016. Uh, AB InVev employs more than 2,000 people in Germany, a market made up of thousands of small regional brands vying for domestic market share. The brewer, which owns uh, the Bex Brewery in Bremen, has found German brands are less export or exportable. Yeah, that's a word. That was a hard one. to. I just wasn't expecting that. <laughs> are less exportable compared to bigger labels such as Belgium Stella Artois and Dutch rival Heineken's Envy's namesake Lager. So yeah, may not be able to get those very, very easily anymore. What's the one you said? Spot and spot. What was that? Yeah, Spotten is um, it's a traditional German brand. I think uh, no, Pollen or Polliner was the one that came up with the Doppelbach or is credited by it. Mm. Um, but Spotten is like one of those. Oh, literally, like came up with it. That's so they say. Like the hmm. Salvatore, uh, which is why a lot of them end in OR as kind of a, an homage oh. to that. Yeah, so Celebrator, Salvatore, those kind of things. Oh, interesting. Um, yeah, uh, fun little world of beer fact they drilled into our brains. When <laughs> that we're back was there. pretty good. Right? <laughs> Trivia off the dome. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> man, I slept that stuff for a while. <laughs> um, no, but Spotten is, is like one of those kind of like old school brands that does things they do them well. Hmm. Um, I'm kind of bummed I didn't. Honestly, I didn't know they were owned by him. Really? Yeah. I literally just had one the other night. Are you serious? Oh, yeah, I need um, to try one. A German friend of ours actually sent us a little German advent calendar thing oh, for Oktoberfest. Cool. And it's been fucking awesome. That's so super neat. Every night we pop one open and we split it like a German kind of Oktoberfest beer. It's been great. That's cool. Where'd they get it? Just like uh, literally from there? Yeah, or? they sent it yeah. from Germany. Oh, wow. Yeah, it was literally? cool. Literally? That's yeah. dope. Mm-hmm. So it's been a lot of fun. Yeah. I can't wait till tonight. I've only gotten cheese ones. I want a beer one. I mean, if we combine. Yeah. Yeah. Cheesy beersies. <laughs> so, yeah, that's going on with AB InBev. So, if you've got, you know, 1.2 billion laying around, you want to buy a bunch of old German brands, you know, get at them. I mean, it might be a good investment. What else are you doing <laughs> what with, are you your doing with your life? billion? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, man. You know what I'm not doing? What are you not doing? Going to a few different beer fests. <laughs> so I've seen a lot of information, um, different kind of opinions floating around out there. And I'm ref- I'm assuming you're referring to the Untapped Beer Fest. I am. Okay. Um, I have not looked into it as much as I should. So I'm going to no, I mean, falter I'm, onto your... Don't get me wrong. I feel like this is really fairly new coming right. out. And... Uh, I know it's, it's more in the last week, right? I mean, when uh, Untapped really released who was attending their festival, and uh, even though women of the Bevolution made dozens and dozens of articles and resources saying like how to beer fest safe, and pretty much a cardinal rule is like don't have fucking people who have an insane amount of allegations against them probably pouring at your beer fest just to start but uh yeah so untap came out and they came out their whole list of the lineup and stuff and obviously like mckeller and uh you know i'm gonna pull it up oh there's a ton i literally just pulled up some of them there's a ton of them but it's like well even let me look at women of the bev because they also probably have them like the 
ones that you wanted. That's what I was gonna say is because yeah. like there's so many on here. There we know is. a lot of those names for sure. Um, but as far as like who is kind of under the microscope these days uh, when it comes to the the accusations, as far as how they're handling them, those kind of things, it's it's hard to tell, man. Like there needs to just be a list. Does anybody like want to build do. a website? They definitely, definitely have a list. I should have obviously found that first, but I mean, it's so wild because the safe fests uh, highlight on the Instagram literally comes right before the untapped like an X going okay. through it because they were talking about this months and months and months ago. You know, this was a very, it was them being as gracious as they possibly could with like, hey, fuck around and find out. Like if all we are asking is to not include a couple of these breweries and maybe include the, gee, I don't know, thousands that are out there that are close to the same caliber, you know? Yeah, we, I mean, we spoke a little bit about this earlier, and I think maybe we should hold off on getting really into oh, just the ethics and the morals of it. Because 100%. I know we want to reach out to certain people and see if we can't have them on. Yeah, because uh, obviously they're going to be the best source of information. Absolutely. Um, but I, th- I think what it comes down to, too, is it's one of these kind of things where, like, you know, what's more important, the your your business and your brand or like doing the right thing you know what i mean and i think you know with some of these on here that haven't really been um kind of vetted out or gone through the right things or responded correctly to some of these accusations it's kind of hard to sit there and and get behind doing something like that too but i don't know man i agree and i definitely want to learn as much about it as possible and reach out to the right sources to have them come on and Mm -hmm. explain it like you said so it's just kind of one of the newer more ridiculous things that have kind of surfaced and it's not like untapped is going to uninvite them or anything so it's pretty much what's done is done i personally deleted the app but i'm also not going to post like any like promote like deleting it because there's so many people who if that's your fucking thing that's your fucking thing i'm not going to make enemies with consumers and customers for the sake of like business and shit to like get down someone's throat about deleting the app but like i definitely would hope someone for the cause maybe wouldn't go to the fest or you know something like that that would be pretty cool yeah just i mean like really like reevaluate you know yes. why you do what you do and, yeah. and, and that's fine I would if you want to keep you to delete it but, uh, hey man if you want to keep supporting decision. it go for it but also know what you're supporting that's exactly all. um but with that being said too like you know we've we've talked about untapped like it's a gift and a curse as a mm-hmm. platform yep um and we're not saying that untapped is aligned with any of these accusations or anything like that it's just a festival who has people who potentially could be but mm-hmm you know as the thing like it's great for people getting into it it's fun to see like what your friends are drinking that's awesome uh but then you also get like the total shitheads <laughs> who leave like two star reviews over things that they don't understand yeah and then all those kind of like misinformational kind of things or trolls or whatever end up kind of really hurting a lot of breweries in the long run when it comes to uh i guess a uh populist generated opinion of what a brewery's worth is yeah. if that makes any sense absolutely um but yeah so that's going on yeah i think we've made it abundantly clear probably even a year year and a half ago we probably mentioned our not so fondness <laughs> of untapped like we're not super shy about it you know but we're not like 
screaming people's faces if they still use it. Yeah, but man. I mean, I still... it's more just bringing awareness to what you're doing. You know, that I guess that's more what our original platform is. But now, obviously, I'm a little, <laughs> a little more off their fucking boat, even more than I was. So. Yeah, I mean, and it's a sticky situation too because there's a lot of opinions involved on that. Yeah, exactly. Um, which is why, like, I'd love to, you know, it'd be nice to be able to get certain people on to be able to discuss like, all right, where do you come? Like, where are you coming from? What's the motive? What's the information on it? Like where, like what's your cause, your purpose, all that. And then be able to get both sides of it and just kind of like, just put the information out there and let everyone see where they fall on it themselves, you know? But I don't know. That's that. It is for now. For now. (laughs) Um, So another article I brought up was the uh, Treehouse settlement with their neighbors in the new location. Um, You'll have to excuse me if you're listening. This is probably going to be a little bit longer as I'm going to kind of read through the article uh, from Boston.com. We all know Treehouse. They're one of the like the first kind of like they're not the first ones to come up with the style, but one of the first to really become a namesake for the whole hazy kind oh, of yeah. double light or like the <clears throat> I've never had a New bad England one style. from them. No, so I mean, they do they a great crush job. crush it. Um, and it's, man, I personally love watching like certain uh, profiles on Instagram who just do like beer memes and shit like that. They are always a topic of conversation because like for a <laughs> while there they had, I think it was like a 60 or $65 minimum. Uh, just to be able to even come up and buy something from oh, them. Oh, Jesus Christ. But they also had a line like two to three hours out the door. So, yeah, they're doing okay. They're doing all right. They can so, do whatever they want. Yeah, it's say their what business. You want. Yeah, say what <laughs> you want about whether it's right or not. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Uh, so this is by Julia, or Julia Tallison. Um, when Massachusetts-born Treehouse Brewery bought a property in the idyllic Cape Cod town of Sandwich last fall. Also, can we talk about how dumb of a name Sandwich is? <laughs> You've never heard of Sandwich, the no. town, before until today. You've never heard of the Sandwich Police. You've never like, seen a photo of a cop car. Please look. Okay, I I'm can't gonna... fathom this right now. They're literally called the Sandwich Police, and it's genuinely like actual cops. <laughs> Do you see it? <laughs> no. Uh, oh. No, when you look it up, it just says the Sandwich Police Department. Fucking idiot. <laughs> She's sandwich police. It literally we'll says on images. the side. Yes, huge, huge print. Sandwich police. Do you guys. see it? Do you see it? Do you see it? Guys. Do you see it? Guys and girls, what do you do? Like, it's hard to take your town seriously if you got that on the side. <laughs> like, I'm going to be sitting there eating a hoagie and be like, spicy or ground mustard. And be like, I'm sorry. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I know. I the That's one of my favorite photos I've ever seen circulate the internet because you just are left to be like that's not real and then you look it up and you're like well fucking a actually on that same vein um I passed a road to the town of hell Michigan last weekend (laughs) yeah so that exists too do you think it's accurate uh it was (laughs) so uh not to get religious or anything but the road that that like led you to hell Michigan was called Charles Darwin Avenue Oh my so, yeah. fucking god! So that wasn't written a certain way, but that was pretty funny. That's so funny, right? That's like that took thought. Not that- much, but <laughs> <laughs> oh, I that's mean, I didn't come funny. from no mugger, but yeah, <laughs> Anyway, ideal at Cape Cod Town of Sandwich last fall. It announced plans to open the outpost in the summer of 2021, but. 
As the summer season drew to a close, the brewery had just reached a settlement agreement with the neighbors to move forward with fully opening. The brewery, which is slated to include an outdoor beer garden, food trucks, as well as indoor seating and a morning cafe, has yet to open and has been operating to-go service only throughout the summer. It stated in April when a group of residents in the the Town Neck neighborhood questioned the legality of the taproom, um, attorney Daniel blah 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 uh, who represented the local households filed an appeal with the Massachusetts Building Code Appeals Board saying the town unlawfully permitted Treehouse Brewery to make extensive repairs on the structure without first meeting federal flood zone regulations. Basically mm-hmm. uh, sandwich again they're serious uh, <laughs> they're, they're all uppity about the fact that they have a high traffic brewery in oh, the yeah. area now um, that must bring business to everything around them. But it's also, it sounds like one of those like kind of Cape Cod things where like small town, like losing the luster, they're all cranky about like they hate outsiders it. coming in and blah, blah, blah. Because like, imagine these beer dickheads too. Yeah, like, I mean, like, they probably are not the people they want hanging out. No, it's all a bunch of bit like flat billed douchebags vaping all over the place. Yeah. But, uh, You're not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure that a lot of you are great. I'm sorry. <laughs> You better have $65 in your pocket. Uh, they were okay with the agreement, Bailey told the Cape Cod Times. It has some protections for them. Um, per the agreement, the brewery can have 19 customer parking spaces next to the building, but the rest will have to be provided off-site with transportation to the brewery. In the meantime, residents will work with the town to establish a residential parking program. The to- or to-go program must end by 6 p.m., according to the Cape Cod wow. Times, and the brewery must limit customers to three beers per person between Memorial Day and Labor Day. What the fuck? Outside the summer season, the brewery can use its own judgment. So you can only have three beers during the summer, I guess? That's such a weird parameter. That's weird. All right, so if you're going up there, bring like they those... They hate them. Yeah. No. They fucking hate them. They're finding every legal loophole to be like, oh, no, hell fuck yeah. you. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> there is something that could seemingly undo the agreement, however. Capacity. When the agreement was settled, Treehouse Brewery was permitted for a 57% capacity, or 57-person capacity, I'm sorry, Oy. consistent with the limited opening plan. The restaurant previously in the space had held 313, and in mid-September, the building inspector increased the inside capacity to 223. The new agreement says the neighbors can take appropriate action in the case of substantial change to uh, approved plans, including an increase in the approved occupancy by more than 35 people. So the original thing was like, you can only have 57. The inspectors come in and say, no, I mean, you can have 223 legally. That's a big difference. That's like almost quadruple the amount of people. Uh, And then all of a sudden they're like, all right, well, we're going to go do that. And then the lawyer for the township is just like, no, you can't. You can't because that's more than 35 people uh, up than what we previously talked about. And we have to go to some sort of litigation for this. Oh, my God. They just fucking hate the fact that they're there. They hate them. In a communication to local residents, Treehouse founder Nathan Lanier shared their plans for a slow opening and steady commitment to ensuring a safe capacity. The brewery will run on a ticketing system to ensure it's never too crowded. The vision for this location, a lively bastion of community and spirit, with locals enjoying the view over a pint and a lobster roll while forgetting about life for a while, is one that drives us obsessively to get it right. Jesus, man, this guy's a great writer, too. I hope he doesn't talk like this. Jesus. He wrote, uh, the facility is designed to create an impeccable experience that has been arduously designed in consideration of its capabilities and surroundings. 
Uh, that is our promise, and that is what you can expect from Treehouse. I picture this guy with a turtleneck, kind of older, skinny, and like a slight comb over. So Steve the Jobs? Writer. <laughs> <laughs> that was that was a good that was good. Yeah. But wow, that seems like Treehouse is in for some shit for a minute. Good job, sandwich. Fuck you got him. The fuck? Why do you even care? And I feel oh my god, it, like I'm just I'm sitting here obviously absorbing and thinking of that is like one of the things you see traded the most. You know, like these people yeah. are waiting in line and spending like probably thousands of dollars there. At least 65. <laughs> I mean, because I just see some hauls and you know how much just one four pack cost, you know? Oh, yeah. I mean, it's expensive. Mm-hmm. And then you see a tower of that. You know, I will say on a side note, too, if you're uh, paying attention to anything going on with them, they did just do a massive recall on their very green for a DO level, uh, which is the first time they've ever done a recall on anything. But kudos to them. What they're were they like, saying it was? And what are they saying? They, they just won't? had an O2 ingress problem and they're doing huh. the right thing. I mean, they're refunding everyone. Wow. So like if you Good bring it back, they'll they'll refund it. So what about to. So does that mean that that was only out of their brewery or does that mean that went into distribution and then how does that work with like bottle shops and stuff like that i really don't know i don't know what their distribution model is if it's only taproom then it's a lot easier to control something like that yeah um but even if it was just in like surrounding places you i'm know? sure like like um, hoagieville and if, all the other fucking <laughs> hoagieville uh pita palace uh uh euro uh i, I got nothing euro away. jesus christ <laughs> No, but, yes, um, that. you know, if they are distributing, I'm sure they have somebody in charge of sales, marketing, that yeah, kind of thing. It's just so. more of a pain in the dick than you even, like, think about. You yeah, know? but they're doing the right thing. Oh, so. absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So, wow. Yeah. Um, so, I got two more tiny ones. Uh, Florida Beer Company in Cape Canaveral changes its name to Carib Brewery. Hmm. You've been over there, right? Cape Canaveral? Well, or, the Florida Beer Company, Oh, right? yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, like, oh my fucking God. Sorry, it took a second for me to be like, that one? Yeah, that one. Oh, shitballs. Yeah. Really? Well, I mean, they've been contracting. What does that mean? So they've been contracting Carib for a while. I'm pretty sure that they were bought outright by Carib years ago. Or not years, but sometime recently. Is it recently. crazy I don't know that name right now? Carib is, I forget where, but it's a, it's a brewery that was popular in one of the island nations. Uh, let's see. I want to say Bahamas. Maybe let me check real quick. Yeah, Kareem. I've never heard that name before. And we were, I feel like, just there. And I really like that space. That's a yeah. dope-ass tasting. Uh, well, it's cool. Dope to, ass oh, I'm sorry. Uh, headquartered in Trinidad and Tobago. Um, wow, that's so random. Yeah. But they uh, they did a lot of contract brewing for Karib for a while. I guess Karib bought a lot of uh, stake in it and I guess now owns it technically. Wow. Um. But they do a lot of stuff. They they had their own brand for a while as well. They did like a Skunk Ape Double IPA. They did a couple different like ran off like Key West uh, Wheat Ale things like that. Very very Florida centric beers. Um, if you've ever been to Harry Potter uh, and had any of the beers that's over in like yeah. um, Diagon Alley, those kind of things, all made by them as well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, now like officially Dragon scale all of them. Yeah, the milk stout that they have. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's all kind of, uh, it's changed specifically to Karib now. Damn. Yeah, so there's that. So are do you think they're still going to focus on like heavy distribution in Florida and to the theme parks and stuff? Like being 
a different name that's so not Florida sounding. Like, I just feel like this branding is just throwing me. I have no idea what it looks like. I have no idea. Like, and it was so Florida. It was so Florida. I'm assuming <laughs> you know? they'll still make a lot of those brands. Yeah. Um, and, and they were already doing that anyway. So, like, people are none the wiser other than just a name change specifically, yeah. right? So, you know, if you're a fan of, like, the Key West Sunset Hill, if you're a fan of the Dragon's Milk or all those yeah. kind of different, or not Dragon's Milk, but the Dragon Scale or whatever it was called, um, then, yeah, I mean, you're still going to get the same product. So, Florida, they were, or Florida Brand, they're also really known, or they were, like, really stepping up their soda, their craft soda game. Really? Like, when we were there, all of the bottling units, like, the whole entire brewery was being used for these sodas. That's weird. I know. And they were, the guy was talking about how that is like a huge main focus for them right now. Well, and I, I mean, can't picture the, even the label right now, but yeah, they must have go a, through uh, it. They have a giant market internationally as well. Um, hmm. So maybe that's just kind of where they see a lot of their numbers coming yeah. from. So I, I bet see you that. that's the mm-hmm. direct, wow. Yeah. Interesting. <laughs> um, the last one I have is abcnewsgo.com. And this is Oklahoma man took a beer during the Capitol riot and pleads guilty. So, Andrew Craig Erickson, 24, of Muskie, which is just (laughs) fun to say, pleaded guilty to parading, demonstrating, and picketing in Capitol building on Thursday in the U.S. District Court in Washington, D.C., according to court documents. In exchange for the plea, prosecutors will drop three related misdemeanor charges. Quote, I'm pleading guilty because I am, in fact, guilty. End quote. (laughs) Erickson said in a signed statement. I hope they put that on his tombstone. (laughs) Erickson's attorney declined comment on Friday because uh, he's probably just like, God damn it, Erickson. What the fuck? That's the one thing you don't say. Federal prosecutors, prosecutors said Erickson live streamed himself entering the building with oh other supporters of then President Donald Trump and entering the crypt rotunda in the conference room that you or the House Speaker Nancy Pelosi. While inside the speaker's conference room or other office space, the defendant took a beer out of a mini refrigerator, according to the documents. Erickson was arrested on January 23rd. He faces up to six months in prison, uh, when sentenced on December 10th. Uh, look, not to get political, and I'm not saying any, any of that was correct. That's a terrible thing. Like, terrible things happened that day, and it is a blemish on our history as a nation. But, I mean... If I'm in the Congress and there's I'm a beer in a fucking, fucking mini fridge, I'm taking that goddamn beer. <laughs> God, are you so curious to like know what the beer is and like what? I mean, I'm gonna hit up Nancy how Pelosi. Relevant, irrelevant that is for them to include that in the story. You know, I really like, hope it wasn't like an actual like local brewery. We're like, oh, they got so and so brewery, and they're like, fuck, 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 no, fuck, shit, 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 shit. <laughs> tell them it was Bud Light or something, <laughs> or Francis Connor. They're about to sell it. Who cares? <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> oh my god man yeah. that's gonna take forever to go through all those court proceedings so yeah if Jesus you're gonna Christ. storm the capital don't steal a beer <laughs> apparently that's that's you'll also, make headlines yeah. above everybody. not for storming the capital <laughs> not apparently for doing that. jesus that's but yeah, so for the funny beer. so yeah that's all i got that's pretty good all right. Well, uh, that's all we got for this week. So thank you so much for tuning in. Um, whether you're a lo- or new listener or old listener or a listener, <laughs> as I almost fucked up, uh, you know, check us out on Instagram at Craft Beers Dead Pod, on yes. Facebook, um, Spotify, Apple, 
all that jazz. Leave us reviews. Tell us what we're doing. Tell us what we're doing wrong. I don't know. Um, but yeah, other than that, anything else you got? No. If you guys want to let us know any spooky scaries you want us to cover for October, anything you're really feeling, let us know. Yeah, that'd be awesome. I would love to do like a creepy pasta one too. I yeah. think we did a really cool job in the live one. We could probably find some more stories like that. So yeah, and um, if you guys haven't seen that, uh, we have some photos posted up on the Insta. Word, so word, word. Check it out. So come back at us that week or next week. We'll have a uh, terrifying story of a really, really creepy dude. Uh, yeah, it'll be gross. <laughs> have a great day. His name everyone. is not Doug. <laughs> <laughs> it's close. close. Bump, bump, bump. Dead. Dead. Dead.